Yeah, welcome to another episode of Mr. Z and Fifth. All right, I'm your host, the Fifth General. Zacchaeus is in the building. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, we good. We in the we in the place, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it feels right. good to be in another episode. Feels good, man, for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, so we just saw uh, over the weekend, uh, Biggie. I got a story to tell. Document original documentary. Uh, specifically for Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Pretty good. Uh, there's been a lot of document. I would I would say this is what I would say. There's a lot of documentaries on on Biggie. Like there's like documentary specials. There's you know several um, documentaries out there. I can't name them all. Um, yeah. We have we we have the you know, the biopic uh, movie, The Notorious. This is yes. this is what I did. A lot of things that I've seen in the documentary, you know, I've already seen in other documentaries. Not you know, n- not a bad thing at all. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying right. I'm not saying it's repetitive. Um, yeah. But this documentary did have some exclusive footage and, and interviews that you may not have seen. It's hard to do so much on Big because he's you know he's he's dead. He's been dead for years, so you can only yeah. have so much material. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can only use so much. So, uh, what was your take on the documentary before we get into the uh, specifics? Just like a brief like thoughts on it. I thought I thought it was a, a definitely good and decent, definitely good exposure uh-huh. because the thing is is that now with the, you see they went down they went down to um, I thought it was a good I thought it was a good exposure to bring up Biggie again and to bring it bring it up into definitely bring it on netflix i thought it was very good and i thought it was it was definitely uh, something for different for other people in this generation to see and to look on you know right because um those who missed the last documentary that came on the biggie they can they can netflix has did a good job of bringing this one so we can definitely view this documentary so i think it's a good idea that they bring it out again you know and this then this time Instead of the notorious biopic, they call it Biggie, which I thought was a good. It's very good for that, you know. And it had a, had a lot of um, um, footage, footage that you probably didn't even know. Right. So I'm glad that another documentary that that we're able to reflect on, and able to talk about, and able to expand on, you know. So yeah, it was this one is a good one. Right. Right. Okay. So. Anybody in the documentary that you didn't see that you wish you would have saw? You know, people that you know that are connected to Big's life. You know, in this documentary, I'm, let me see. I'm trying to think mm-hmm. because, you know, of course, um, I'm glad they had Faith Evans in there. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they had um, um, Little C's in there. And I'm glad they had the brother that ran with him. During this time when he was not doing, uh, not um, doing music, hip hip hop, you know, mm-hmm. um, the brother that with him on the streets when he was hustling, you know, I'm glad that uh, Brad he was part of the documentary. D Rock. So let me, yeah, yeah, keep rock. So I'm glad, I'm glad they kind of um, brought that up. So let me see, I'm trying to think of anybody that was not not that in Big's life. Let me see, I'm trying well, to think. Cause well, I, how about his kids? They wasn't in the documentary talking. Yeah. Know what? Come to think about it, I didn't see his kids. That's right. Exactly. I didn't. 
I felt in this documentary what I had his kids like talking about their father now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I thought I thought I thought with this new documentary that his kids is because his kids are older now. Right. His kids are older now. So I thought they would have um, his do- son and daughter. I thought they would have been able to talk about their, you know, I guess they were young. They probably didn't want to bring them on because they were like, oh, well, they, when Biggie was gone, they were, they were, they were small, yeah. but they can, yeah, but they can, but, but Biggie music is still playing now. I mean, on, if you listen to, yeah, uh, would, you know, on some radio stations across the, across the country, you know, they will play some of the um, throwbacks mm-hmm. and Biggie small music was still, still till this day is being played. So, that, it would have been nice if if you'd have seen his, all you know his daughter and his son right. say a little something, you know, to say that well they missed their dad, and not only that his dad is a, inspired a, a whole, oh inspired a generation and a new up up and coming generation. Cause remember Biggie died in ninety seven, mm-hmm. you know I I remember, I remember the day he died, you know, mm-hmm. so he died in ninety seven, so um. Um, I, they could have, they could have, I guess they could have said something like how much Biggie, cause they see portraits of, of their father. They see, they hear this, the music on the radio. They can, and what's what's good about this generation is that they can go to iTunes and, 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 and I, and I, this is one, this is one thing I hope though. And I, and I, and I hope both these go to his, to his kids, you know, to his family, Miss Wallace. I, I, that's what I hope for, you know? So yeah. To answer that question, yeah, that's that's right, man. You you brought it, you, you hit it on the nail. I, I wish his kids would have been in it, you know. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't talk the way how they talk like um like like P Diddy or um or or, or the brother that ran with him or or little C's. Or, uh, yeah yeah how or about, little C's or, or little Kim or Faith Evans. You, and, and, you mentioned and, little and, Kim. Little Kim wasn't in it. Hmm. I said you just mentioned Lil Kim and Lil Kim wasn't um in this documentary speaking. Yeah, well that's another that's another person that I, I thought that would have been there. Yeah. It's Kim. I I, <laughs> I thought Lil Kim would have been in there. But Faith but Faith Evans Faith Evans was there. Mm-hmm. But but Little Kim speaking about Little Kim, Little Kim definitely should have been there because the thing is is this. When when um Biggie was was rhyming, beginning to rhyme in his early stages in Brooklyn, he ran into Little Kim. Mm-hmm. And little and little Kim Little Kim was already recording in the um in the studio at that at that time. She was she, at that time she was recording too. So yeah, little Kim should have been there too, come to think of it. Yeah. yeah. I I would have loved to hear her side and we haven't really gotten her side uh documented in a proper way because you know she hasn't had much involvement with the telling of Biggie's story throughout the years. So I would like to get her perspective. Um, no Charlie Baltimore. Charlie Baltimore not shown. Here's, here's, here's the thing. This documentary, I get it. It has a specific theme. It's not just about Biggie's career. It's supposed to be about his early life leading up to his career. Now you have to, yeah. co- now you have to cover his career because if you want to tell a story about Big, you got to tell you got to tell it from start to finish. I get that. I personally yeah. would have liked to have seen more um, more people from Big's um, 
well, his okay, his personal friends, yes, I have no problem with that. That's not my my um critique. Yeah, big Biggie Biggie also had industry friends too, a lot of rappers. Yeah, we didn't really get a chance to see their um their comments and everything. Right, right. Not not with this documentary. Now you know we've seen other documentaries. We've seen behind the music's and all type of stuff with Big. Yeah, bad, bad boy yeah. documentaries and all of that, and we've seen other yeah. rappers in that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I personally would have would have had liked to see more people that was in Biggie's life that we know that was in Biggie's life uh, throughout his career and stuff like that. Uh, I just yeah. wish, I just wish we would have got their their thoughts and stuff like that. But this is the first time I see the documentary with them mentioning uh, his boy. Oh, now. For those who uh, who remember on Life After Death, if you have Biggie fans, like 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 such as myself and Zacchaeus, if you listen to Life After Death, there's a little intro to a song, kind of like a skit, sort of. Well, not like a skit, but just an intro to a song or whatever, or outro. And Big mm-hmm. talks about his man's O. And this is the first time I've seen a documentary where they actually talk about O. So I right. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was kind of like a big deal with the documentary about mentioning him. Because one, one thing I like, yeah. one thing I like about the documentary, yeah, is like they they took him back when um Miss Wallace's mother yeah. took him to Jamaica. Yeah, and um and I didn't know. See, but one thing I like about the documentary is when they mentioned him going to Jamaica as a boy, and he was hanging with his uncle. And he met with his grandmother, mm. and that and, and the connection to him and the music from from Jamaica, yeah. and then when you could play as a little boy in Jamaica, because other documentaries didn't mention that, but um, it's just I, a, there's been some. Um, they probably don't yeah. spend as much time on it uh, as this one. I'll, I'll admit no, that. Really spend time on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which 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 I thought was very very interesting, you know, and. Um, and big up to Mrs. What, Mrs. Wallace, man, because Miss Miss What Biggie yeah, Mother, Valetta, Valetta. Um, um, she was really, she really spoke a lot on um, her son Christopher in this in this documentary. Yeah, you know, and I, I admired that she really, and she went through the, the. I remember the little. I remember the little. I laughed a little bit when she was uh, when Biggie was hustling. She and he brought um, the plate. And had uh, and she checked. You no, know, she was you know, every mother. Every mother looks through the, the, the son's room yeah. or the daughter's room. You know, uh, and she probably looked through. Was going through the room. She thought it was a mess. And there was a plate, a plate with crack um, on it. Crack on it. Yeah, and she thought. thought it was mashed potatoes. <laughs> so she chewed. <laughs> so she chewed in the um. In the garbage. In the garbage. And, and and Biggie said, "Mom." He came in the room and said, "Mom." She said, "Why you put some dried up heavy, some dried up mashed potatoes on the plate?" Yeah. And he looked and he said, "Mom, that is not mashed potatoes." Yeah, that ain't no mashed potatoes. That's that's one of the yeah. yo. Know, that's one of the funniest scenes in a notorious movie because that that they they put that in the movie. You know, yeah, with Angela Bassett playing Valletta Wallace. Oh, she did a good job in yeah, that movie. She did. she did a good job. She did did the accent and everything. Yeah, she yeah. did a good job. I miss yeah yeah. Yo, yeah, so what? <laughs> um, I wish we would have got to see more Junior Mafia um, 
you know, background. And I mean, we got to see the background, but I wish we would have saw more Junior Mafia uh, from a mu- musically in- involvement. You know, with the you, know I mean, you know, speaking about Junior Mafia, mm-hmm. um, little Kim was not really much her, although she was a big part of Junior Mafia. Yeah, he was her, part. Yeah, her part was her interview was definitely the interview part, but her presence, I didn't. Her presence wasn't there so much. You in, mean, this, in this documentary. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if there's some type of like, um, what do you call um, some type of disclosure, non-disclosure, or whatever, some type of, you know, where you, where you can't say anything. I don't know if there's, I don't know if, you know. They're gonna get sued. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So maybe that's probably why, because yeah, they showed footage of Kim performing on stage. And yeah. they showed the you know, whatever footage documented when they was on tour and stuff like that. Right, yeah. So um they probably don't have license to talk about Kim like that. That's probably oh, what it is. Oh, it's possible. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I mean, they could have asked her to do an interview. I'm sure she would have done it. I'm sure she she loved Biggie, so I'm sure she would have done it. I'm sure well, she would have done. It. Look, it all depends on who's producing. You gotta look at it this way. Let's go back to when Notorious came out. Let's take let's take our minds back. Yeah, I remember uh, listening to um. This is back in New York, Hot ninety seven, Power one hundred five. I know a lot of people, you know. This is a national uh, uh, podcast, but, you know, world podcast. But, you know, some people might not know what I'm talking about. Hot 97, Power 105, radio stations, hip-hop radio stations in New York, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember a particular interview where Kim was pretty much upset because, well, Lil' Kim was pretty much upset because of her lack of involvement in the um, Notorious movie, and she didn't uh, co-sign on the Tari Norton uh, playing her in, in in the film. Notori Norton, for those who, I mean, y'all should know, you know, from Power, from 3OW first, but from, from yeah. Power, ac- actress, you know, singer, yeah. singer actress. So, right. um, I think at the time, I don't want to start no rumors, I think what was not clear was her relationship with Valletta Wallace at the time. Uh, we got to remember Valletta Wallace was basically one of the main producers, executive producers of the Notorious film. So if you're not good with her, then you won't be involved. Right. So I don't, maybe this documentary and maybe I didn't pay attention to the credits. Mm -hmm. But if that's the same situation with this documentary, that would explain Kim not being there. Hmm. You know, to give her side. That that I I think that would explain that. That's it. Yeah. 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 Because whoever whoever who has control over the production is going to determine who is going to be for the the um the choosing of the interviews and stuff like that. You know, you control that. Whoever who produces it controls that. Like you, right. if you have control over something. You pick who you want. Now, people can suggest something. Right. But that doesn't mean that you're with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's my yeah. my thing about that. Zach, what you got to say about that, Zacchaeus? Yeah, I think I think when you have full control of your production, yeah. you have 
you you can decide who want, who could be in it and who not. But I but, but if I do a production, right. I want everybody involved. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's I'll a be fact. Because that's what make that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it like. Um, but you gotta look at it this way: Biggie's dead, so he can't speak for himself. He can't say, "Mom, I want her to talk." Right? No, he can't. He can't. Yeah. He can't speak for himself. No. That's what makes that hard when somebody dies. Yeah, that's what makes this hard. Like, like they about to do this Michael Jackson movie. I don't know what the heck that's gonna look like, but we don't know who's involved. Wait a minute, Michael Jackson has a movie coming out. Well, supposedly they were working on this Michael Jackson movie for years, you know, and they casted who they casted for it. Um, what? That's what I heard. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Zaki. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. What were you about to say? Yeah, this is what I heard, man. I, I heard. <laughs> That they was gonna choose a white man to play Michael Jackson. Did they only do that? I am not one. <laughs> Yo, you heard what I, I heard, heard that yeah. Hey. I heard that a few a couple of years ago I heard that. You, you heard know? and I'm you, like, man. You heard what I a- heard. What I heard was light skinned Michael Jackson, post vitiligo Michael Jackson was supposed to be a white actor, and black Michael Jackson is gonna be black. As opposed to having a black actor such as yeah. such as years ago when they did that little uh corny uh michael jackson movie and they had flex uh play the uh <laughs> play michael i yes. remember that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember i remember that i remember that film i remember yeah. it actually well they, I remember it. They, 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 no, no, they right listen. they they did makeup when he when he transitioned in vitiligo so but they had a black actor. Now, from what I'm exactly. hearing, from what I'm hearing, they're changing yeah. up things. So, what you got to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> nah, I remember seeing that that movie, that film. Um, Flex, <laughs> Flex playing Michael Jackson. I thought, I, I, to be be honest with you, he asked that. You know what? He at least at least they have a brother playing them. You know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But this, you know, and yo, I'm uh, this uh, this is going back to Biggie. Now, yeah. this is going back to Biggie. Mm-hmm. Now. The man that played in the movie called Notorious. Oh, you're talking about Jamal Barrow, Gravy. Yes. He yeah. paid. Listen, nobody else played Biggie as I don't think nobody else could play Biggie as good as him. I don't think so. Well, he did a good job. He was coached he, well. Think, that was his yeah, acting he debut. Was, yeah. He he the way the, the, they picked the perfect man to play Biggie Smalls. Right. They played a perfect man. I mean, no, I, I don't think anybody can test that, man, because and some people are just made and born for certain roles. And mm-hmm. he was born for that role, man. I, I, I'm telling you, um, I have a, he, he did a good he Not only did a good job, he uh-huh. just, you felt Biggie when you looked at him Back. because Back. like he kind of resembled him and in, in he kind of resembled him in a way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He yeah. kind of resembled him in a way. But, um, well, you know, he had to gain weight for the part because he wasn't that heavy. So, you know, he talked about how he had to put on Biggie's weight close to it, you know. Wow. Just so he could fit Biggie's clothes. Because those are the clothes that Jamal Barrow wore in, in, in Notorious were actually Big's clothes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So he had to gain weight in order to fit them as much as possible. So, but I, I got something, but I got a question, though. Yeah. 
how how does this movie in terms of telling his life and some of the things that we've seen in the movie not in the movie how does this compare to the movie like in your I mean movies are different so they're not the same as documentaries but there is a such thing as knockout documentaries I've seen some of those how would you compare in terms of Tory story storytelling excuse me this documentary the biggie I got a story to tell and notorious well I'm gonna go I'm gonna go see the, the movie was good and the, the movie was good okay it was very very good Okay. But the documentary mm-hmm. give you insight of what the people really look like. Right. When they sit on an interview, right. it gives you those are actors in the movie. But yeah. the, but what but what the documentary does is like you visualize reality. Like in other words, these people are literally going through the hustling of Biggie when Biggie was hustling on the streets, mm-hmm. and then um, in Fulton Street, you either had the Fulton Street. I know in this documentary showed him. Yeah. Uh, when he when he was um hustling on Fulton Street, Fulton Street. It's a popular area in Brooklyn, New York, you know? Mm-hmm. So so it showed him coming up from the... From, I'm, th- I'm going back to 1993. It goes in... Well, the documentary goes into specific details. Mm-hmm. The year where the movie doesn't give you... Sometimes the movie gives you a certain... It will, it will flash a year up, like let's say 1996, mm-hmm. 1994. But this actually... But the documentary... Because I remember... Um, if you lived in New York, um, New York City, and you went to Fulton Street in Brooklyn, Brooklyn, you and you're in Brooklyn, you went to walk through Fulton Street. Are you are you actually seeing some of the streets where he used to hustle? I I walked through it, so I was like, wow. So compared to the movie, the movie gives like a quick flash, right? But the but it goes into the storyline, the storyline on how. Storyline of what he went through in the storyline, but the but the documentary goes into details where people where people he actually interviewing Faith Evans, Miss um, Wallace, mm-hmm. and 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 certain people and Mr. and Mrs. C, you know, that that actually interacted with Biggie and sat down and went through the hustle. And the, what documentaries do is they give you a specific. Hustle and the specific time when when Biggie was what the Biggie was going through. Mm-hmm. Where movies they focus mainly on the storyline, you know, and the storyline to make it a good storyline to put it, put it on film. But but what but the documentary now gives goes into the specific mm-hmm. detail detail for detail, you know. Yeah. 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 So now you're right. Because documentary comes from the word documentation. You know, documentation yes. comes from document. So a documentary it is going to be more detailed. It is going to be mm-hmm. more, it's going to explain more things. It's going to dive into certain things. What I liked about the documentary was when they started talking about the street that uh, Biggie grew up on, C's was on, D-Rock was on, where O lived. And exactly, I, I, I exactly. like I like how it talked about the history of uh, what was that spot called Clinton Hill, Clinton Hill, yeah, okay. in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I learned some things historically about Clinton Hill for the first time. I didn't know. I like that about the documentary, man. When it talked about the culture yeah. and stuff it, like that, yeah, it go goes ahead. into to, um to, to to Clinton Hill. It goes into Fulton Street. It goes mm-hmm. into the specific streets. Yep. Documentary goes into the Pacific streets where he hung, right, and Pacific streets where he lived, and where he used to, and where he, you know. And I didn't even know that that big 
had a connection with a jazz with a jazz singer, me with neither. a jazz um, musician. Yeah, me so, neither. Old time jazz musician. I didn't know that big. I we didn't know that big like jazz like that. You know. No. Well, because that. What I liked about this, about about you know, I got a story to tell was, we saw things in this that we didn't see in any other showing of him. That's what also made this special. You got to see right. that background. You got, like you said, they, they showed more into his Jamaican background, where yeah. his, his parents and everything, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his, grand, his grandmother. You got to see that. His grandmother was actually in this documentary. I didn't even know he would even have a, a grandmother still alive. I didn't know that either. That shocked that's, me. That's what surprised me. She was 96, me, you know? says she was 96 years old. Yeah. yeah. So God bless her. God bless God her bless for her. real. God bless her for longevity. Um, yeah, but yeah, so you got to see that, man, I wonder how old Biggie would be if he was still alive, man. Biggie would be, Biggie was born in 1972. Yeah. Biggie would be, Biggie would be, uh, 49 or 48, 49, okay. 49. Okay. Biggie would be 49 years old. Yeah. If he was, if he was, cause, yeah. Yeah. He'd be 49 years old cause he was born in 1972. Mm-hmm. So he'll be about uh, well, pushing 49 now, mm. you know. He'll still yeah. be a young man. Yeah. Yeah, he'll still be a young man because, right. yeah. So this, docu- yeah so, man. so this documentary, I don't want to skip nothing, but if I skipped it, I'll come back. This documentary mentioned Pac. Now, we know that you can't tell Biggie's story without Pac. Right. Because that's just part of Biggie's history, his musical history, yes. his friendship with Pac. It, it's always going to be told. No different from Pac. I've seen many, whether it's All Eyes on Me movie, whether it's Pac documentaries. Um, a lot of Pac documentaries I've seen have, you know, have the involvement with Biggie. So it's like it, it goes hand in hand. Yes. How, yes. What was your take on... Was there anything that you saw when they started uh, talking about Pac that you haven't already known about Biggie and Pac and their relationship in this documentary? It, you know, everything that they spoke about in this documentary, um, I knew from before. Yeah. From, from other, from, from past documentaries and and the movie Notorious, but even before, even beyond that, because remember, I, I grew up in around, I grew up around the the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. and I've seen and 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 I've seen things unfold. I remember when I was around when Pac was was killed in and and Biggie nineteen ninety six. Yeah. I was around, I was be, I was around way before that time in the in the nineties. I remember when they were cool with each other, mm-hmm. but you see. Thing is, is that um, but, and then it goes into when he got shot and everything in in yeah. nineteen ninety five. So it it's it's like this, and it, so everything that I've um, that they shown in this documentary, I've actually seen in past documentaries, and and even in the movie Notorious. So it, even in the pop movie, you know, it just showed that it's like a connect. They had a connection. Yeah, they had a strong connection. So. I think they, I think uh, they've covered everything that went down, you know. But and th- I think in this particular, in this particular documentary, um, 
Pac, they they spoke about Pac, Pac a, a little bit. They mentioned Pac a little, few times already. Yeah. And they mentioned the East Coast West Coast beef. They showed mm-hmm. the um source award. They showed they showed different so so everything has everything that I've known before. I've I've seen it already. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just I don't think it was anything that's that I didn't not know that they spoke about with 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 the relationship between Pac and um. And Biggie, and Biggie, it was a, it's a lot to him. It was I know it was um for them to do that, it'll be a lot for them to Im- impact. They didn't want to take it off of Biggie so much because that beef was big. Because remember back then, for for young, I'm talking for, to the young people that don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, Pac to to have hip hop, that hip hop rivalry. This is way before. No, this is before. Way before. Um, uh, Fifty cents and and Jaru, you know this mm-hmm. beef. This beef was serious. This is the you got a whole two coast. Back then it was was um that was real hip hop talk. That was big hip hop talk actually, because you had two coast rivalries, East Coast and West Coast. And I and I believe in my heart that the media hyped that up. It it, it was beef, but I think the media. Hyped it up to to the uh, to the um, utmost the, to where it shouldn't shouldn't have been. Yes, they are the they have blood on their hands because I remember and we've talked about this on old shows. Yeah, Vibe Magazine. I, I I always hold Vibe Magazine responsible for this. Vibe Magazine had an interview with Biggie and Pac. It was a bad boy thing. Yeah, they put on the cover. East versus West. Big and, and, and Puff at the time had no knowledge of that. They didn't know that they was going to title it that. That pure gasoline on a fire. It did. It did. It did. That's why I say that I, I, I in my heart, I believe the media had a lot to do with that. It was overly hyped. Yes. I mean, yes, they had beef. I'm not saying that we're not saying that they didn't have beef. Well, this. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's 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 one thing if it's a okay. Yes, we know about the Source Awards, right? Because I know some people are going to say, "Yo, but what about when they was booing um, at the Source Awards?" Well, Andre Three Thousand said that at the Source Awards, everybody was getting booed. So it wasn't right. just. And I know Snoop's. Oh, y'all ain't got love for us. You know, remember that? I understand that. Should going in it. You want anybody in your videos? You know, they all held responsible for that. But that the sort the source awards that atmosphere was crazy, because even Charcoal Quest, even Q Tip talked about how it was. That whole night was just they shouldn't even had had the awards. It was just the it was just the atmosphere at the time. What it didn't matter where you was from. It didn't matter where you was right. from. You had New York rappers getting booed. So, so yes, the, the media had a lot to do with it. They were they were perpetuating. They were acting off of what happened. Was there beef uh, between Bad Boy and, and, and Death Row? Well, it wasn't started by Bad Boy, right? So the Vibe, right. Vibe magazine should shouldn't have said East versus West because when you put East versus West, now you're incorporating. People who are outside of Bad Boy and Death Row that have nothing to do with Biggie and Pac. Right. And, right. A, and another thing. In this documentary, they showed that, that radio station interview that Biggie had post 
Pac getting shot. I never saw that interview. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yes, that they, this documentary showed that. Right. I thought that was good because there's always there's always been this untold thing or this lie that Biggie never really checked on Pac. He never really like I hated all of that. And we 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 know the story. We know that Big was was he made all efforts he can to see about Pac when Pac got shot downstairs at Quad Studios, and he, he, and we know did. and we know that Biggie's crew had nothing to do with that. We already know that. Years later, we already know that. We know who we know who was involved with that. I won't say anything, but right. You know, if it's out there, if it's out there, it's out there. There's no need for me to talk about it. Who did what? But we know that it wasn't Biggie's crew. That the the, the FBI, or, um, well, the police or whatever did their investigations. Biggie's crew was not involved with that. You know, it was right. some, it was somebody. It was <laughs> some insider people with Pac. Sadly, so yeah, a, call them informants. Yeah, we know. Right, right. So yeah. right. Well, well, well. No, let me keep moving. But look, they told what they told in the documentary. And I appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate hearing so much from his mother. This is probably, the, listen, I've seen documentaries with Valletta talking, but I, I've seen, this is probably the most I've seen his mother talk in a documentary. This is probably the yes. most. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah, I, she, she, I can, that's what I said. I, big up to Miss Wallace because she really yeah. had a lot of insight on this documentary, you know? Yep. She really, um, she really came out and she, and she really spoke a lot on on her son. You know, she really, yeah, yeah. experiences with her son. Right. She really came out and she spoke a lot in this documentary. And um, and what's it? What's the brother name again? Her is is Rahan Man because I mean, D-Rock. the man that came up, yeah, yeah, yeah. He spoke a lot too. He you know, did. this is, I, I I've seen a lot. I've seen many documentaries, but I haven't seen uh uh. D Rock talks so much. This is a lot of D Rock involvement. I thought that was dope. God bless him, because they're all grieving their friend, man. It's been years, but this was their friend, yeah. you know, uh, Lil C's. I, I was glad to hear, you know, Lil C's talk. Uh, you know, C's, yeah. C's will always C's will always forever be tied to Biggie's name. When you think of Biggie, you think of Junior Mafia. You think of Kim. You think yes. of C's. Yes. You know, other, other yes. you know, other than just Diddy, but when you think of like people that Biggie came up with, these are names that we've heard, you right? Know what I'm saying for years, so it's good to get the intake. I just wish, wish we would have heard from Kim, but look, it's whatever. It's yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, this would have been an excellent documentary if Kim was in it. You know, absolutely, man. I would love to. Hear, yeah, this would have well, been excellent documentary. Well, because Kim, 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 know, yeah. Kim would know stuff that probably nobody else knows. Right, right. You know what I'm saying, and this is right. why I wanted to hear Lil Kim. You know what I mean? But that's 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 just how that goes. Hey, overall, man. Um, because we're gonna get into our next topic pretty soon. Uh, to kind of end it off with, over overall, man. Um, other than other than like so many other Biggie documentaries. Um, and I'm counting like the behind the musics and the other like show series that do like documentaries on Biggie and stuff like that. 
How would you overall grade this documentary? Like, would you would you recommend? Like, would would you highly recommend this one for people to watch? I would I would recommend it, but I would definitely tell them see other documentaries too. Absolutely, I I would recommend it, but I would tell them go see the the, the um go try to see if you can see the movie called um, Notorious. Mm-hmm. But I, I I would recommend it though. I, I would because. Yeah. A lot of young people don't know the story. They heard of Biggie. They, heard, they may hear, hear his music, but they don't know the full story behind him. Because remember, cause remember at the time when Biggie came out in 1994, um, the West Coast was dominating hip-hop at the time. Yep. Yep. It was, they were dominating hip-hop. So Biggie came as a savior to for the East Coast. Mm-hmm. He was he one. Came as a, he was one of yeah, uh, it's close, you know. Yeah, he he was definitely oh. he was definitely one of the ones because um, you have to include Wu Tang and Biggie. Of course. So yeah, there was definitely yeah. Wu Tang Clan. Nineteen ninety three was Wu, mm-hmm. and then you know before even before Biggie was um was nah, Mister Flavor in your air. Um, no, Craig, oh, Craig Mack. Mack, Craig Mack, yeah, yeah, you had yeah, Craig Mack. Yeah. So and yeah. Yeah, but yeah, the Wu definitely the Wu. We can we can never forget the Wu when it comes to East Coast, the early nineties. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and well, deep in you know we could get into it, but yeah. Right. Right. But I, I was just mentioning this documentary. That, I was just mentioning that because there were um you know Biggie wasn't Biggie. Yes, was one of the main ones as far as bringing yeah. as far as um bringing hip hop back to the East Coast in terms of uh, radio and billboards. Um, yeah, know, but you know there were others, but Biggie definitely was like one of the top ones. And yes, it got to the point where Bad Boy and Death Row were like the two main record labels that were actually doing something. So I, I get that. Right. But yeah, I'm sorry. Back to your point about um, recommending the documentary. Yeah. So no, this documentary, I would, I would recommend it for so 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 people that don't know too much about Biggie. Right. I would recommend this documentary for sure. Yeah. But I would say if you if you interested in some more. Check out some other documentaries, you know. Yeah. On Biggie, yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And there's several, you know. There's so, several of them. Yeah. I I would recommend it uh, for those who haven't seen it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I hope I mentioned that in the beginning. Uh, this is a Netflix uh, documentary on the Notorious B.I.G. It's called Biggie. I got a story to tell. Uh, very good. I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed. I what I like most about the docu- documentary is. When I thought I knew everything about him, I didn't. When I thought I've seen it all, I haven't seen it all. So right. I, was, I was glad to see some exclusive footage that you haven't seen anywhere else because, you know, there's footage, a whole bunch of footage everywhere. But you got to see some things that you never saw. Right. And I thought I thought that was good. I thought it was mm-hmm. good. And it got you, you know, it got it gave you a little glimpse of like some Brooklyn uh, uh, history around that time. Yes, you know, and I thought that was cool. It was good to see some Brooklyn history. You know, me being uh, from Staten Island, I don't know everything about Brooklyn, but I know I know enough about Brooklyn that when some of the stuff that they were saying, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with that. You know, <laughs> so right, 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 you know? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? so, yeah, you know, I I I thought that was I thought that was dope. I thought yeah, that was dope. man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, coming to America. Coming wow. to part the sequel to the original Coming to America with Eddie Murphy well, and Arsenio Hall. I have to say that I laughed. Mm-hmm. I did laugh that um Tracy Morgan's Tracy Morgan's part, uh-huh. and I did laugh at the barbershop scene. 
Barbershop seems and I, cool. I had a few, I had a few laughs there and there, but mm-hmm. it ain't nothing like the like the original. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine. It ain't nothing like the original. But you know, it's. Just, it, but I'm glad that Eddie Eddie brought this. I'm glad that Eddie. But after so many years, though, thirty years, you know, mm-hmm. I they should have had it earlier. I I thought they should have they should have put it out. As soon as that one, that first one came out, yeah. they should have had a, they should have had the sequel. Like I would say, back in the nineties, like yeah. the like the mid nineties at least, mm-hmm. and then bring and then bring it to. But you know, mm-hmm. I guess um, Eddie said it's, it's time, and I guess two thousand twenty one was the time to do it. But it, it it took them thirty years to put out a part two. You know, so it, it's, uh, you know, but like I said before, I think I think this one was more. Um, it's more musical, and um, the, and and it was star studded, but the last one, the storyline from the last one was was wonderful. It was great. This one was um definitely star studded. This one, you know, this one was star studded, but um, but I think the storyline could have been a little, a little, it's a little better, a little longer, mm-hmm. um, and. It, to me, this was more like a oh wow, look at um, Tiana there. Oh wow, look at Rotimi there. Look at you know what I'm saying. It's like more Tracy Morgan is in it too. Mm-hmm. And you got Michael Blackson. You got you got well, of course they have to. You can't have coming to America too without Arsenio Hall, you know. And and I'm glad you know God bless God bless him. John Amos was God bless John Amos man. And um, you know and. Yeah, I just I just thought it was a, uh, it was it was a little funny. What what you think about it? What do you think about it, Fifth? So I'm gonna just be real. Um, the okay might not be able to publicly, but I'll just say this: I want to applaud um, Eddie Murphy for the effort. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, involving Wesley Snipes, involve you know, um, good to see Arsenio Hall again. I'm a, I've been, I've always been a fan of Arsenio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, me too. So me too. Me it, too. it was glad glad to see him. Glad to see Wesley. Wesley uh, really had fun doing this movie. Uh, I've seen some interviews with him, little clips. Uh, he's been putting on his uh, Facebook and his Instagram or his social media. So he yeah. he really loved doing this movie with Eddie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I guess because it gave him a, a it, well, because it gave him free range to kind of you know be funny. You know what I'm saying? You know Wesley. And a lot of things that Wesley does, you know, he has to be serious. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You know, but you know, I was glad to see, you know, that he was types. Yeah, right. he was he was funny in this. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was I was just glad to see, you know, him just just live how you want to live in this flip. You know what I'm saying? Just have fun and be free about it. And I love to see more Wesley, man. Wesley, you know, I grew up. Watching Wesley, you know, as this action star, man, and this man legit put Marvel Marvel movies on the map with Blade, you know, and he don't get the oh, props, yeah. and he don't get enough props, you know. This man is, I mean, everything Wesley would do back then, I would want to see it. Demolition Man, um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. what is it? Most Wanted, Murder at sixteen hundred. All the kung fu flicks he used to do. I mean, come on, man. Oh yeah, und- 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 I met them in Sugar Hill too. Right, Sugar Hill, uh, Jungle Fever, uh, Jungle any- Fever, and, yeah, and, and, yeah. Any other movies that this brother has done, and you know what? He's been getting back in the game lately. Hollywood really just shafted him. 
you know, with the whole tax thing. You know, they try to make yeah. him look like some type of villain. They might they try to make him look like a man who killed somebody. He ain't killed nobody. He just had a tax situation and he did what he did. He handled that. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they black, exactly. They no, black, back. You know what I mean? Back. And he's and listen, he's looking great too. Yeah, man. You know. He was in God bless him. He was in Cutthroat City. Um you know Oh yeah, I seen it. Yeah. Um Netflix um original. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great, great film, great film. Yeah. Those who didn't see it, it, it was it's a great it's a great storyline, great film, you know. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, now Ti is too. Yeah. What I, what I also wanted to say was, this movie was uh, shot. We found you found out um, months ago or a year ago, probably now, that this movie was originally filmed on Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta. That and Bad Boys uh, for Life movie. Mm. So I. That's a good thing because remember, Tyler didn't just create his studios just for him. You know, he he opened it up and was hoping that other black directors and, and inspiring filmmakers, or whether they independent or established, use that uh, as opposed to dealing with all the, the the restrictions that you would have if you wouldn't have filmed it in Hollywood. Right, you know right. I applaud Tyler Perry. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I want to at least acknowledge that to the to, to the utmost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, my opinion on the movie. I don't want to discourage anyone from seeing it, so I won't give it. Um, I didn't hate it, but um, I, I, I ooh, excuse me, <laughs> that's crazy. I could be doing that on air. Yeah. Hiccup just came out of nowhere, but yeah, I just want to. I just want to. I want people to support it. Um, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Because of what Eddie had to go through just to get this movie off the ground, right? You know, dealing with COVID. This movie was supposed to be in theaters, you know, but oh. it, it it just went straight to Amazon Prime. So there was a lot of effort. This movie, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something good about the movie because I know some people are like, dang, fifth, say something nice. I'm not saying nothing bad either. Uh, it was like watching a show reunion. It was like watching a, a reunion, like a reunion, because, you know, you got to see a lot of people from the original in the movie. You which I saying? like, yeah. Which, which I good. like, yeah. Which was good, man. Yeah. You know? So I I, I, I really uh, respected that. I got, an, mm-hmm. I got an idea. This is what I thought should have happened years ago. And I thought there could have been some good money made off of it. I felt like right now this is possible. Eddie should look into doing a, a coming to America spinoff with the barbershop. <laughs> the barbershop scenes are funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, but I I think he could do a I think he could do a laughable. This is possible. I think he could do a laughable spinoff based uh-huh. ba- based off the based on a story around the barbershop characters. Right. That that would that that would be funny. Yes, it would. That would be funny because it's good, and and also you have to include Arsenio Hall, the pastor, too. Yeah, you could you could well well it's easy because it's any any the movie could be based around all of that that was going on in Queens, so you could you could easily do you could easily write a story around the barbershop characters and some of the characters that we know that are located in Queens 
or just New York in general for that movie, taking it from the movie now and taking it from the original. You could always do a, a movie based off of that. And remember, you still have McDowell's in Queens, right? And remember, in the second movie, McDowell's franchised and all of that. So McDowell's is a successful business. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you could always, if if you did a a movie, if you did a barbershop version of of Coming to America, you could use those characters. You You could use McDowell's. You could base a story around around those characters somehow i'm telling you it would probably look like the clumps like nutty professor <laughs> no that yes. would work that would work because nutty professor and the clumps was funny oh yeah it's one of any any murphy's funniest movies so you know i can see them doing that that's just my idea i don't know if eddie listens to our podcast but if anybody knows him who's listening to me Tell Eddie, <laughs> tell Eddie to invest in if he could a spinoff with the barbershop characters and McDowell's. I think that would be very, very. I mean, you could do a movie just called McDowell's. You know what I'm saying? Oh, just like, funny. listen, we that had. Was, that, think that about it. Actually, yeah. Think about it. We had a movie with Keenan and Kel, Kel based off of their characters on on, on uh, all that with Good Burger. So if you could make a good, <laughs> think think of now. Nah, I'm telling you, if you if, if they made a. If you can make a good burger movie, which that was good back then, then you can make right. a you can make a McDowell's movie. You can make a a a the bar a, a, the barbershop, whatever that barbershop was called. I can't even think of it. You could do a McDowell's barbershop coming to America type of movie, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. That 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 can work. I can yeah. see that working. You mm-hmm. know. Yep. That can work because let me see the barbershop. Listen. That whole movie, the barbershop scenes are so fun. It's, it's hilarious, man. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, it's hilarious, yeah. man. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, you know what I'm saying? Our best example was from the original movie, of course. But, you know, right. Eddie, Eddie and, 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 uh, and Arsenio were, were hilarious in the, with those characters, man. You know what I'm saying? They could be debating about, like, remember in the original, they were debating about, you know, Ali and Rocky Marciano, old boxers. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you, and, and you have yeah. you have so many current stuff today, and they tried to yeah. and and they tried that with the with the movie uh, that just came out. I get it. They talked about some current, but I felt like they didn't have enough screen time. I wanted mm. more, I wanted more screen time with those barbershop characters, man. Yeah, yeah, they kind of rushed. Even even with the um the past, uh, Arsenio Hall, the pastor, it was kind of oh yeah, that, that was thrown. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah, that was super rushed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, that was good, man. All right, so we're, we're gonna uh, wrap it up. Um, it's about that time. Yo, anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? Based off everything we talked about. Yeah, definitely go check out the documentary, Biggie. Um, I got a story to tell. Biggie, I got a story to tell. Netflix. Biggie, check that documentary out. Also, if you didn't see Coming to America, check it out. It's, M- on, M- Prime. it's on Prime. It's on Prime. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, man. All right. Let, so, people, let, so, people, let people know where they can reach you. Yo, you can reach me. On Instagram, yeah. Zacchaeus B. That's Zacchaeus B. Seventy three on Instagram. Also on Twitter, Wayne Backus. Wayne Backus two. 
on Twitter, also on Facebook, Wayne Zacchaeus Bacchus on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all can holler at me at the Fifth General on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, all right. So this was another episode of Mrs. Z and Fifth, season three, episode four. All right. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see you guys. Oh, just for those who 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 haven't, you know, who haven't taken on and or, or listened to any of the direction in terms of how we release our episodes. Our episodes, yes, are pre-recorded, okay, uh, for a good reason, because we work. We have day jobs. We have to uh, fit around our schedules. But they are released on uh, p- podcast platforms on Fridays, all right? So, so during our seasons, our podcast weekly is uploaded on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts mm-hmm. and, and other po- and other um, audio Mac and other uh, podcast platforms on Fridays. Okay, just to, just so people can uh, know exactly. I, I I probably explained it before, but you know, I'll do it again because every now and then you have to promote that. Some people listen yes, for the definitely. first time; they don't know. So, yeah, and shout outs to those who listen for the first time. We thank you. We're just some. We're just some. We just some some real dudes who just. You know what I'm saying? Who just have our own views, man. That's all. And we appreciate y'all rocking with us. We, you know what I mean? For real, yeah. And Thank we, you so much for hum- listening, for tuning in. You know what I'm for saying? Real. We real appreciate hum- it so we, much. We, we real humble about that. We know that the podcast market is oversaturated now. <laughs> you know, there's just so many uh, podcasts. Very different yeah. very, very different from our days of Life Zone Radio back in 2008. I mean, so much has changed. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But we appreciate that. Uh, we're going to keep banging y'all with good, uh, interesting uh, topics. Uh, theme for the season. We're going to have more dating and relationship topics. Those seems to be taking off pretty well. And we love oh, y'all yeah. for rock, rocking with us with that. All right. And hey, yeah. and, oh, and, and if any important current events happen, you know, uh, we're going to always give y'all uh, uh, whatever social issues is going on that, that really affect this world. We're going to definitely talk about that. We are the black media. So that's our responsibility as well to tell the, right. sto- to tell, to tell the stories truthfully. You know what I'm saying? And to, and to judge things objectively. That's just how that's our responsibility. Uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? So, yep. all right. So we're going to get up out of here. Um, this was another episode. Mm-hmm. Once again, of Mrs. Ian fifth. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.